0: direction de cette salle est heureuse de vous annoncer qu'elle a retenu en exclusivité pour son
1: prochain spectacle ascenseur pour l'échafaud
2: non non louis
1: t'occupe pas monte c'est enfin les pièces c'est ça il
3: faut brouiller les pistes
2: okay guys this is chris again (laughs) (laughs) i spoiled bionic command over yard in this episode
4: (laughs) damn holy shit
2: and detective pikachu we spoiled that too
4: well let's uh let's Let's get the party started like whenever you're ready you just roll this bitch on did you practice your intro in French? Uh-huh.
0: Yes. Are you ready? Yes. Yes. Welcome to this week's episode of Midweek Matinee. <laughs> 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 this oh. week.
4: Was that magnificent Oui. Magnifique. <laughs> well, this week we're
0: discussing Elevator to the Gallows, a French movie. What?
4: Dude. What a dope name. It really is. It's an amazing name. name. (laughs) The um, name
0: for the UK was not as good. Lift to the scaffold. (laughs) You're kidding me. No, that's the actual UK name. (laughs)
1: Why? (laughs) What does that
3: have to do with scaffolds?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I won't even pretend like I'm going to try and pronounce the French name, but it's... uh cool I'm looking going-
3: i guess i don't
4: know how to say it <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. you got a cool title <laughs> yep.
4: i am going to assume that they were trying to use the same imagery but not be as dark with it Cause like you know we all know what a gallows is mm. yeah but if you say if you really think about it a gallows is built on a scaffold you just walk up to a scaffold that has strategically placed levers and you know little dropouts so it's like a really crappy it's almost like a, you bought the movie from Walmart and they <laughs> censored it. like They censored the name yeah. so that you could actually <laughs> buy it. Not to but, get uh, off on too
0: much of a tangent, but they did that with Satanic Panic. The Walmart oh, yeah, version just, just says Panic. Panic. Yeah. 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 Hmm. <laughs> Luckily, uh, it was just a slope cover so you could like take that off and it would be fine
2: but also like if you want the slip cover then you're like kind of fucked <laughs> <laughs> bro you're not you gotta be scared of those kids listening to metallica hey man <laughs> you gotta remember
4: walmart started in the bible belt
2: fair enough <laughs>
0: <laughs> but elevator to the gallows that's what yeah. we're discussing this week it's a 1958 french movie a crime i guess like noir yeah mm-hmm. um I guess we can start out with what everybody thought of it. What about you, Brett?
4: How did you like the movie? I was a little surprised. Uh, I think we kind of already talked about it a little bit earlier where the movie's interesting, but at the same time, it's kind of... I don't want to say it's entirely straightforward because it's not. Um, But I almost think that I may have thought it was even more unique and interesting because of the fact (laughs) that it was a culture shock from us, you know, just being in black and white, being dated. uh, And then not not only that but the culture of uh, in france is so different um it was just it was interesting i really i did enjoy it um but i I think it shows it's interesting to show how much movies have moved forward as an industry while also showing areas in where they've not really moved that far forward and also just kind of shows that like well-made art is still compelling years later Mm -hmm. yeah for sure
0: what about you, Chris? What do you think overall?
2: Um, it's hard because I I think this movie was really good at in 1958 when no other movies existed. You know what I mean? Yes, this <laughs> obviously. Was, there. In fact, the first movie. <laughs> 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 I guess I I guess I just mean that like they were able to get away with a lot more. Um, let's call it convenience because there weren't people sitting there like well this is very convenient and whining about it you know which i'm planning on doing so (laughs) uh, (laughs) yeah i I don't know i i I liked it it was good
4: well before we go too far i guess what do you mean by convenience Uh, i don't really feel like much of the movie actually did feel as bad as a lot of modern movies where it's like oh that just happened for convenience sake you know it it seemed like everything had a reason rooted behind it that tied back into the yeah i don't story i don't mean that
2: the story doesn't work what i mean is she walks into these random people's apartments because she needs to
4: Hmm. yeah
2: that's convenient
4: (laughs) well and and see that that's fair and now that was one of those things where i kept looking at it that was one of the only parts that really kind of got me i was like this is interesting yeah but it seemed as if the way the movie did it was not like suddenly she's just in an apartment because she needed to be. It looked like as the movie built it up as maybe that was the culture at that time, or maybe that's still something that's not unlike the culture in France. And, you know, we're dealing with that from over here. And it did it came off as weird as hell to me, but at the same time, when I really started thinking about it, even here in the South depending on where you are a lot of people still leave all their doors unlocked and friends and family just walk in that is not (laughs) specifically
2: my problem with it i've played pokemon before i don't really mind walking into people's houses (laughs) my problem was the fact that she only knew this girl from the flower shop but she was able to find her home get into it wake them up because the plot needed them to and that's I mean, what I mean by convenience. Uh,
4: see, and that's where I, again, I kind of argue. Like, it's, they set up that she recognized who it was, and it made sense to me. It's like she went to the obvious spot where you'd start, like, hey, is she here? I yeah. need to talk to her. Okay, well, she's not here. Okay, well, where does she live? Yeah. No, don't go wrong. It was still tense and odd the way they did it, and I thought that was on purpose because you see the flower shop woman being like, "What the hell?" <laughs> yeah, uh, did she
2: ask? Because but- I might have missed that part, and then all my criticisms are invalid. But to <laughs> me, I saw her look. Her realize that she needed to find these people. Realize mm-hmm. the girl was in there, and then she's in her apartment. So I, maybe I missed a thirty second scene where she's like, "Where does yeah. she live?" But even yeah, she still, missed that scene okay well then i'm gonna delete the episode and we should just start over <laughs> either way that's not the only scene well, i find extremely convenient and, and he, i just mean that in the sense that like if you were watching a, a movie in 20 i think if you were watching a movie that came out in 2020 we would not like it or we might well, like it but we'd be like the there are compare we should just move on because there are comparisons i could make about convenience for plot telling well, I nah, want to get to that stuff for sure. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, I do want Josh to ask Joshua what he yes. thinks
0: real quick, and then we can jump into discussing random shit about the movie. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joshua, what did you think? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Somebody's fucking bumping music super loud outside my window right now, and I'm just like, do I wait? Is do it I... Tupac? Uh, I wish. Uh, it's ah, way man. more modern. Um, i'm so out of touch with what the kids are listening to uh no is it
4: little john and the east side boys
3: get low (laughs) uh i heard it was one marky mark and his funky bunch but uh oh oh, very modern okay
4: yes so (laughs) modern
3: uh yeah about the movie um yeah it it was interesting i'm glad i watched it there was a lot that didn't really grab me um I'll admit, this is my first time watching a movie of this kind of genre. Like, paying attention to it and, like, wanting to, like, you know, get the full range of experience that you get out of watching a movie. Like, I I was really, like, not, like, high expectations, but I was, like, hopeful that I'd find stuff to like in this movie. Um, And I kind of, like, there were scenes that were, there were moments that were nice. Like, the way, like, the shot was framed and, like, the music and just, like, the atmosphere of it, like... There were moments I really liked. The interrogation is totally a highlight uh, from the blocking and the performances and just the way that whole scene was lit. Like, I loved that. Uh, But as far as a lot of what was actually happening in the movie, I kind of just felt like the movie was taking itself very seriously, or at least the main characters were taking themselves very seriously. But I kind of just didn't empathize with them too much because like the main dude is just like a gigantic doofus as far as like how he makes things worse for himself (laughs) in several different (laughs) ways. So it's like that part threw me off a little bit. And I'm curious uh, if you guys can kind of help (laughs) me see more in that, because to me it just feels like, wow, this guy's like so like melodramatic in love that he's doing like all of the dumbest possible shit right now. And that was kind of how it felt to me. But I'm curious if it uh, played differently for you guys
4: well i would love to touch on that in one particular thing one of the actual things i wrote down in my notes uh and actually i really like noir stuff i've not just watched a ton of it but every time i do i do like the basic style of it and i love the music for it it's so music's so good for noir stuff it's just it and i get that that's part of why they play these things but my notes specific words noir is great but the drama is always turned up to twenty, and the tragedy <laughs> is always turned up to thirty <laughs> yeah, and pretty accurate. That really is like a staple of the series is it's supposed to be like everything kind of going it, it, I almost think it's like you know the the Greek drama and stuff we go through that. It's almost like it's that idea where it's like it's meant to be just a really crazy story that's hyper serious and everybody within it's hyper serious, and mm-hmm. there's not really comedic relief in these types of stories normally. Now, of course, part of the reason I like noir and got interested in it to begin with is, as I mentioned to Blake the other day, anytime I hear anything noir, I think of Sly Cooper,
3: Hmm.
4: which actually is the basic idea of like, what if we frame things in a noir way and used a lot of the nuances of their music and their styling, but then we also gave it a lot of comedic relief. Uh, But normal noir is not that, and normal noir is very serious and melodramatic and... I think if that expectation is what you have going in, which it really was for me, definitely as soon as I started the movie and it's immediately swelling with a little noir music, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I'm, I know exactly what I'm getting myself into here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then it was easier to get over. You know what I mean? Sure. So, but I, I do think that, that I, I do think expectation going in versus what you know it to be, I think some of my expectations that I had no clue how to form, like, you know, I – even if we say I went in with no expectations, that's never true. I mean, as a human, you always try to prepare yourself for what you're about to experience, even if you just fail miserably. Um, and that's hard when you're dealing with a movie from so long ago, you know, that was Mm. one of the big things. Um, (laughs) and I'm sure this will probably play into some of my stuff that I want to talk about with Chris in the movie. Mm. Uh, but you know, one of the things that this movie really highlights is that and and chris technically said this he said that you know if this movie came out with 20 in 2020 it wouldn't work um and i think that to an extent it depends on i want to dig further in that question do you mean if this exact movie as it is came out today in 2020 it wouldn't work or do you mean if this exact idea was set in a 2020 setting it wouldn't work
2: um I think the idea in 2020 would work i don't think the movie in 2020 would work i think that's what you're
4: asking me kinda i guess it was just like you know if you take the basic idea and move it to a 2020 <clears throat> setting do you think that that doesn't work uh, i mean, or, sorry that, that that does work arguably work?
2: arguably in 2020 the movie would have to be significantly more convenient for it to work so yes. I guess my biggest problem with the movie would be made worse in a modern
4: context. Yeah. I guess See, and that's that's where I was going with it. Go ahead, I'm sorry. To be fair,
0: I was going to say the movie wouldn't work at all in 2020 because buildings don't shut their electricity off and elevators don't stop right. running. <laughs>
2: I mean, yeah. yeah. But and cameras exist. They <laughs> It wouldn't be that hard for them to just say there's a blackout in New York City and uh, fucking sure. Matthew McConaughey is stuck in this his elevator. <laughs> like.
4: See, but that leads me exactly to where I was wanting to be. One of the things I really appreciated about this movie is the fact that despite everything that's happening it because of the time period and because of how much they set it up even if it's accidental just because of the limitations of technology in that time period unlike a modern movie where they have to try they have to go out of their way to try and make it feel old by finding things that are accurate and whatnot instead you just see all the stuff as it was in that time period in this movie Mm -hmm. which really helps sell the idea of like okay yeah they cut electricity off when they're not at places okay that makes sense like you know this is an older time electricity was a lot more simple it was probably partially a fire hazard thing if not just a when you're not there you're wasting electricity thing who knows but it's it's easy to kind of get over that hump but then you're immediately also like well okay if this movie was in modern day and he got stuck in an elevator, there'd be a call button. Okay, Mm -hmm. well, let's just say that the call button didn't work because there's no electricity. Well, there's generators in uh, modern time. Okay, let's just say there's not a generator. Okay, well, he has a cell phone because everybody has cell phones. (laughs) Well, let's just say that the cell signal's not working because of some weird storm or cataclysmic event. It's like the the movie has to be way, it has to take way more leaps and bounds to try and convince you of the same basic potential that this could even happen than this movie did because of its basic time period. Yeah, I mean... Go ahead.
2: I just I don't think the problem with the movie is the elevator. That's like oh no yeah yeah, that was
4: just examples yeah to be fair
2: yeah yeah for sure I just I just don't want anyone (laughs) I don't know Um, do you just hate elevators. I mean, I, I don't love them.
4: We need to watch that M. Night Shyamalan movie, Devil or whatever, where it's all on an elevator, if I remember. <laughs> I didn't watch the movie. I just remember the trailer. I, I like think I saw terrible. that one in, like, theaters, but it was so
0: forgettable that I don't remember anything about it. But, Chris, what are, um, what are some of the more, like, specific... I guess conveniences that you're talking about, not to put too much like weight on your shoulders.
2: I don't know. I, my My biggest problem was mostly with the apartment scene. Mm. I don't know. I I don't know. You've kind of taken the sales out of my criticism. <laughs> well, like, but I still don't think that scene works. I still think that scene pulls me out of the movie, even if she does find out the address. Like I don't know. It's another culture in another time, but sure. that scene just doesn't work for me because it's just dumb that's really the problem is that scene to
1: me was dumb
4: i'll I'll give you a little more credit and again you know this is like with us being in our modern time and just maybe we're just trying to give them the benefit of a doubt and Mm. assuming that it's not something weird but i'm definitely with you in the sense of the one part about that that kind of made me go huh everything else is fine to me the only that was weird is like this guy walks in and he's not like what the hell are you doing in my apartment he's just like oh hello (laughs) hey how are you when the night before he's like oh my head will roll which i think is of course where the gallows scene kind of plays in there's some and then of course the ending but when you look at it that way it was really weird for him to one minute be like, "Oh, they they're, they're going to know, they're going to find me." And then the next day someone's at his apartment, and he's not like, "Oh god, they know." He's just like, right. "Oh,
2: hey, what are you here for? What's up? You want some bacon?" I don't I, I just... wonder if
4: it also
0: maybe played part because they were like drugged at that point cuz she showed yeah. up after they took a bunch of drugs and like slept mm-hmm. for a while, so mm-hmm. I mean, there's no yeah. telling like but then he immediately ran and got on a scooter and drove like 30 miles or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, I mean, that, who knows, but
2: and he was oh he had also just gotten out of the shower so i would imagine i i, I don't know i don't try it two like, of them he would be more woken
4: up than her d- i would never
0: argue against what you're saying with that point yeah. of them being like too like oh nonchalant about it i guess but i just didn't bother me i guess but i get your point for sure
4: yeah <laughs> it didn't remove me from like the scene of the movie. But I don't think it's crazy to say that it could have. Even then, I kind of just view that as an individual uh, time where it happened, and that's kind of where I'm interested to see what else in the movie really acts as just taking you out of it versus just not being necessarily your style. I guess that's that's my question. Is it more that that it's just not that great to you and, like, you know, it's – Or, or even something as simple as like just just calling it out for being bad writing, or is it just because of something that takes you out of the scene completely? It was. Hold on, I want to say one thing real quick. I just want to start the podcast over. Welcome to
0: this week
2: on Why the Fuck Did You Like This Movie, Chris? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you guys picked better movies, I would like more. (laughs) Sorry. Well, my next I,
4: movie i've heard very good <laughs> things about so i can only hope that this will be the time where you go i like this movie
2: is it cats 2019 cats 2020
0: who the told you? remake
2: <laughs> to be fair brett you are the i think you and josh might be the only ones who have picked movies that i liked <laughs> i can't right. think of because you yeah, chose right. prisoners i picked scarface and,
4: hold on I what mean, did i choose
2: prisoners was the movie of yours that oh I yes yes you also chose the Belko experiment, so you're still on the shit list. Damn.
4: <laughs> there we go, obligatory Belko experiment reference in the episode. This movie has <laughs> better
2: CGI than Belko experiment. I don't think this movie has CGI. I just wanted to make fun of the Belko experiment. <laughs> Damn.
4: <laughs> no, uh, so, while we're talking about CGI actually. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> there is no CGI in this movie clearly. But one of the things actually, I did know about this she movie. She was entirely CGI oh my god dude that looks better than fucking princess leia did at the end of rogue one what's going on here did they capture some magic uh no but uh thinking of cgi brings me back to the idea of just effects in general and i really one of the things i brought up here is like of course the movie doesn't demand a lot of effects or anything like that Mm -hmm. but the movie does show where effects have come a long way, but it also just as equally shows to me how much smart editing can be used to negate the need for effects. Uh, mm -hmm. And there's only one scene in the movie as a whole that I was a little surprised they kind of kept in the way they did when they still could have edited around it or framed around it in such a way where the plate didn't require them to see the stuff. Uh, You can do, what i always call effects via suggestion mm. you don't have to show me something you can suggest everything else around with noise it, you can bring a ton of things in to immerse you into the moment and let you know what's happening in a way that feels believable mm. and the only scene in this movie that's just a little bit weird but still pretty good is when he shoots the guy because it kind of <laughs> has it kind of <laughs> has the classic like he has a gun and he pulls the trigger but nothing happens to the guy but the guy's like ah. Oh. I've been shot (laughs) and I kind of kept thinking to myself like you know if they frame that a little closer and they move the plate in to where what they're going to do is have it framed more around his upper then what you can do is you can suggest he's been shot with facial expression and audio not only with a gunshot but of course his his responses and you can leave out the slight I guess that I really would say that that almost pulled me out of the scene. Like you lead uh-huh. out that little moment that could act as a way to pull you out of the scene. For the most part, that scene just chose to use smart editing. And then for some reason, right there, for like a split second, they just leave it in. Uh, and of course, that goes to show a lot about old movies in general because used to, if they had something like that going on, you know, in modern times, if you decided, you know what, let's just zoom in on his face more you could just do that in post you could just say okay what we're going to do is we're going to zoom in on the plate that way we have exactly what we want Mm -hmm. awesome here we are and then you'd go on about your business and that would be your new take but they didn't have that convenience back then so it's almost like how you filmed it is how you have to deal with it yeah i was almost
2: surprised they didn't just focus on the barrel of the gun firing because yeah. I, I, I laughed that entire scene. I was like, I'm supposed to feel something, and this is fucking hilarious.
4: Well, and I almost, like you know, again, suggestion, like you talked about. I think the way to pull that off, right, is to focus on the barrel of the gun, which they actually did do. It's just then they decided that they needed to show you the other guy. I think it would have been a much better setup for them to show the scene of the barrel, you know, of the gun, kind of pull in close to it and see him, uh, you know, uh, Louis or whatever, <laughs> uh, do his thing and then cuts to the guy on the ground with Uh fake blood on him then which i know they could have done fake blood by then so if you kind of do that you suggest that he's been shot from a number of different things going on then you could still follow up the scene by having the wife come out and lean down on the ground over him and be like oh you've shot him and then focus on the gun again and back on him and then bam and then you see her on the ground or maybe you don't even (coughs) need to see her on the ground because again it's the implied death um Uh I yeah, that's the only thing like I almost I, I almost guarantee that we could probably re edit this movie and make that scene work without any kind of like what the fuck about it, you know? Like I'm I'm pretty sure you could just freeze frame for a little bit longer or even loop the frame in a weird way of the gun shot and then just suddenly have the wife come out and where it's zoomed in on her. I think you could do it without even having to add any effects in and you take away anything that kind of made you go what did I just watch? <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: so. Yeah, that scene is probably the only one I would say as well that the editing was a little dodgy. Everywhere else I felt like it was done really well.
4: Because mm-hmm. like, if you think about it, the other scene that would be really used where, you tr- where you'd where look at effects being used in in place of that would be something like the scene where he opens up the bottom of the elevator and starts going down. Like They did that all so well. Yeah. It's just it's suggestion and then putting things in that would lead you to believe oh he is this high up even if he probably really wasn't like i thought it was so smart of them to try and sell that scene by having it be that he uh lights his cigarette pack on fire and Mm -hmm. then drops it down because something about you watching paper float down to where your mind thinks is deep and probably was filmed in a way that really was deep and then right. overlaid is it It kind of makes your mind go oh yeah that's like totally a real thing and suddenly you've overcome any disbelief mm-hmm. and that other scene didn't do that at all
0: <laughs> yeah i had wondered about the elevator one if maybe they had like wiley e. coyote that should like painted it <laughs> so it looked like he was really far up but really they just painted what looked like depth you know mm. yeah
4: no i wondered too definitely the scene where the elevator starts moving Uh, and dropping down like that also looked really convincing yeah it was was really well done so yeah I have a lot of questions about that too but not in a bad way just in a like uh, that's cool I wonder like if I could go back and look at the effects team for that I wonder what they did do like you know because it wouldn't really be probably called an effects team so much as it would just be somebody being like this is what we gotta do (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, back then there probably isn't even like you know uh, you know there probably isn't even an effects team yeah
3: <laughs> so yeah i
4: wonder who knows
0: yeah i think just to while we're kind of harping on our issues here i think the only big issue i had and again this could be written away as like oh this was a long time ago and they probably just did things differently obviously but with the um cop at the hotel he just like let all of the reporters into the crime scene Mm-hmm. Uh, like just right into the room and just talking and taking pictures and they're like, definitely, can we see the dead
4: body? <laughs> yeah, definitely a time period thing. Yeah, uh, it just cracks it, me up every time I've seen it. It's so weird to think about now because we grew up on Law and Order and like taping off all the crime scene and like having like, <laughs> hey, hey, yeah, you can't come through here. Yeah, and it's like, no, man, really back in the day, it was like, well, this has to get out to the news. All right, how do you do that? Well, you have to get people in, yeah, but well, why, just why, let on the, the news, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's weird, and I even like how the movie kind of decided to talk about that for a split second, where the uh, the guy was like, "Of course, the reporters insist." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> goes to show that media was cutthroat even back then. It's like, listen, we got to get this scoop. So, Joshua, um, did you have any like particular, I guess,
0: like qualms with the movie or anything?
3: It, it, it's difficult to summarize. Uh, overall, I think kind of what I was mentioning earlier, like the tone of it felt. Inconsistent. There were moments of this movie that I think weren't trying to be this way, but came across more like get smart than they did like a, like a, you know, a, a noir where I was like, Ooh, this is like dark and like, I'm taking it seriously. <laughs> like, uh, the whole, I, I, I have to allow uh, like his whole climbing up with like the, the grappling hook and stuff, I think, mm. That scene didn't play well, but that one I'm more willing to look the other way for because, like, I don't know how else you would have done that scene and had it, like, not look kind of goofy. I love the whole, But the whole, like, (laughs) him just getting trapped in the elevator for, like, most of the movie and, like, his his love interest going on a whole, like, oh, he has forgotten me and I'm going to melodramatically walk in the rain across the whole town and all these people are going to look and be like man she is attractive but also in some deep shit and i am not going to talk to her except for a couple guys who are like hey i'm gonna get in your face with some cigarette smoke um you know I just nothing wanna... you've
4: said is wrong nothing you've said is wrong <laughs> well, and yet i enjoyed the movie because of those things i don't even get it <laughs> yeah you're
0: not wrong especially about her like walking through the city but i also just want to say that i could watch her like walk through the city with miles <laughs> davis playing in the background for like
3: four hours and i'd be all right <laughs> And it's like I, I love the the stylistic elements of this sort of thing. I mean, like I've I, I've only seen bits, and I've just always had like a fondness for it. So I've wanted to dive in and watch more of the movies. So it's like I'm totally rooting for something that's melodramatic and something that is way over the top as far as seriousness and drama. It's just the way it was delivered made it feel unintentionally comedic to me. And sure it didn't help that at least like the main dude for what he was trying to pull off was not really competent at all. So he just kept making his situation worse and it didn't feel like, yeah, it didn't feel like tragic. It didn't feel like dramatic irony. It just felt like, well, I, you got yourself in this situation. Dude. Play stupid like,
0: games, win stupid prizes.
3: <laughs> yeah. Like I was almost expecting well, the movie to end with him just being discovered in the elevator the next day, looking all like frazzled and smelling like shit. Cause he's been in there all night. But, like, I'm, I'm glad he got to claim some agency. But it was sort of like, is this it? He just gets trapped and that's the movie? But
2: I See, I almost would have preferred if he stayed in the elevator. <laughs> because at least then it would have made, I don't know, it would have cut the entire scene of him being at the fucking uh, coffee shop. Mm-hmm. I felt like that was such, like, a weird... <laughs> scene for me because it was like it felt unnecessary it was like everybody knows he's wanted
0: Mm -mm. he didn't know that at the time though
2: right but the cops were the ones in the buildings just open the elevator door he's in there there's a dead guy upstairs and you have the same part of the movie i guess well they went up and he
0: went down so he (laughs) like
2: they didn't realize that he left no i know i'm just saying I don't know. Oh, okay. He's essentially I don't, I guess saying I don't like understand.
4: rewrite the movie and you still get the same effect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Uh, which I don't completely agree with. Yeah, but I don't agree I, with it all. I, At least I get where you're coming from, even if I don't quite agree with it. Um, one thing I want to go back to, um, I guess, I don't, I, I don't share in the fact that I feel like he was necessarily shown as incompetent or not necessarily Mm -hmm. the right person for the job if anything i'd say what makes this movie so weird is that for a movie where it seems as though he is supposed to be a main character it's almost like louise and the the flower shop girl veronica or whatever Mm -hmm. uh almost feel like surrogate main like and i guess they are supposed to be that but a lot of the movie felt like it was really about them Uh more than it in a weird in a cool way in a sense because it did feel like it was kind of them mirroring but gender swapping uh to an extent well not i wouldn't say gender swapping though i guess you kind of were is like for the young couple you have the girl who's like well maybe you shouldn't do these things and the guy who's doing it then you have for the other thing from what we can kind of assume from what we've seen it seems like the the uh florence the the girl who's the love interest here uh, for the for who is weirdly the main guy. It seems like she's kind of the bad apple and he's just doing he's kind of just going along with what she wants and you see that in the fact that she's like he couldn't go through with it so it's Mm. like clearly she's the one who's more of the messed up one and in the situation with the younger couple it's kind of inversed but it's almost like it's trying to represent a similar thing and that like they come through and even at the time where you don't realize that they're not taking anything that's going to really kill them you assume it's like cyanide or something yeah Uh, you kind of go interesting that they choose to live in End on that because just like our main people that we started off with they're not going to get to see their relationship through due to a you know some complications that arise from the slightly ironic but kind of interesting take on the fact that they went out and lived as if they were this man mm-hmm and his love interest. I, I don't. The, again, I don't think that the movie's like cut and dry. I definitely think it's got some like trying to mirror its themes and other characters and, and play around with them that way. I just think that the biggest thing that the movie has going against it, even though I did enjoy it, is I don't really think they built the main male character up at all. I mm. I I'd, I'd almost argue in a really kind of cool way definitely for the time period that the Florence is a far more fleshed out character than and I don't know why I can't think of his name right here Tavavney or whatever mm-hmm. um but yeah it's like it, the fact that I'm even having a hard time remembering his name is interesting because it goes to show how little of a focus he really is in this movie yeah mhm but back to my point I don't I don't don't think that he was incompetent with everything he did even honestly I didn't really feel any kind of weird about the scene where he's climbing up the grapple hook I was honestly surprised that it looked as good as it did I was kind of like okay cool Mm. here we are and I felt like a lot of attention to detail was put in that scene and that and that build-up moment where it's like hey can you cover for me to his first you know employee and being like hey don't interrupt me at all but I'm gonna be in my office so he's trying to clearly set an alibi Mm mm-hmm then he's going through and going outside of the building going for this secret meetup of course does all the things he'd need to do has her you know his his the guy who he showed it as suicide he took the own gun and made it look like a suicide locked all the doors behind him did all the things that would look like it was something that wasn't tampered with and actually looked like he was really good up until suddenly he has the the in an effort of trying which I think this is one thing that we all do as humans is like he saw that he left the grappling hook up there so Mm -hmm. it's like oh shit like you know in my in my trying not to get caught by swinging real quick and answering the phone
0: he forgot it
4: I've left what matters so again I thought the the start of the movie started building him up really well just to take him nowhere really
3: Mm.
0: yeah I think that was I mean obviously done on purpose but I think it was very intentional like I guess that's the same thing I don't know what I'm trying to say but
4: I don't you think it was intentional that they didn't go anywhere with his character
0: yeah absolutely I feel like it I feel like she was the main character
4: well I agree there but she's supposed to be the I don't know I mean I guess It just felt like if it's supposed to be a couple, which the other, as I called them surrogate couple, that's kind of acting as your lead roles, Mm -hmm. they get to go around. So you'd think the mirror would be Florence and Tavenier or whatever his name is. Um, and I just feel like you don't really get that at all, which I guess maybe that's what it's supposed to show is you have these two that are doing stuff and doing it together and at least going to go out together, whereas you have what you assume at the time is going to be Tavernier having something crazy happen, potentially dying separated from his lover, which is, again, a weird inverse. I, I don't know. It's- yeah. Yeah, it was really
0: interesting how the two couples kind of played off of each other without yeah. like intentionally doing that.
4: Yeah well at least within the confines of the story it, but, well yeah I mean they were written
0: intentionally to do that but yeah like yeah. To, not to their knowledge as characters
4: yeah I mean in, in some ways I really like that and I, I I see what I think the movie was aiming for and I think it succeeds in some fashions and doesn't succeed in other ones um, yeah. but it did feel like an ambitious movie for its time period you know Totally.
0: yeah I will say to Josh's point too um this was kind of like the first one of these, I guess. It like launched the like the French New Wave, which was a bunch of like noir crime thrillers to my understanding. Now, I'm mm-hmm. not a film history buff or anything at this point. So if I get that wrong, excuse me. But it's widely regarded to be one of the first to really launch that wave. So hmm. if That's you cool. did like this but felt like it could have been better, there might be some better ones that came out in the later years. Good to
4: know so i think an interesting question for me for myself and there's not necessarily a way for me to get an answer but i wonder if this movie would have caught my attention anywhere near as much if it had been set in 1958 america as opposed to uh french because like a lot of the stuff i was looking at was like huh is that just how technology was in the 50s in general or was that tech was that specifically how technology and things were specifically in france in that time period like what? um Uh, just things like phones of course were normal but like i something about the way the elevators are done i was like huh they're interestingly quiet the way they're designed is very interesting in that the door like the doors are always just there you Mm -hmm. don't have a ever closing thing i like you know when you look at old american elevators from all the ones i've seen even like ones that are in my hometown they normally have a cage that fully surrounds you then that cage opens and then you Essentially, are opening a door. I, I don't know. It just it, it felt different to me in a cool way. Even like seeing some of the old, like his little clock on his desk. That was like the cylinder that had the little shit flipper cool. panels in there. I was like, "That's a really fucking cool clock. I really want <laughs> yeah. one of those." And it, I, but I've never seen anything like that portrayed in older american movies like if we go back we're not i don't think we're far from that time period in uh, the middle sections of once upon a time in america and we never see anything that feels as distinct and different to me as that which i guess maybe will answer my question some of the things that i think sprung my interest the most was just the setting and how different it was and the novelty of that whereas once upon a time in america is just a fantastic movie um This is still an okay movie, but I think it's set, I think even more highly of it because of the fact that the setting itself was unique and foreign to me.
3: There were moments where I felt that, but I had, yeah, I guess a lot of it felt pretty standard to me. Like not a lot of it felt distinctly French. And there were even some scenes where I was looking at the background and I was like, they could have shot that in LA. They probably didn't. But this looks very similar to areas that I've actually driven past that are kind of kept to look a certain way for filming or whatever yeah that, that is an interesting thing i think visiting a movie that's this old but also uh from another country is like that kind of uncertainty of like is some of this a little bit like different and i just wouldn't know any better or what but yeah it's cool you mentioned that
0: yeah the um the setting was really interesting too well, for some of the conversations that they had, like the um, <laughs> the younger couple when they were at the, I call, keep calling it a hotel, but I don't know, I guess it's like cottages, I guess.
4: I think the that motel. they specifically referred to it as a motel, which again, mm-hmm. coming okay, from America yeah. and seeing motels, it's like, motels are crappy here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like They're nobody wants to stay at a rises. motel here. Right. <laughs>
3: Like, this one's got like specific garages and shit, and it's got like hangout areas and fucking buckets for champagne. What the fuck?
0: Yeah, they're apartments. Like, <laughs> there's no fan or buzz. These are apartments.
3: <laughs> well, there was room service. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I know. I, I was.
0: I mean, they weren't literally apart. I was making a joke. Oh, yeah, but yeah,
4: yeah, no, I, yeah, I mean, but I, I was really surprised. I was like, okay, it's not that crazily different from the idea of a uh motel here, where it's like it's it's almost like a hotel, but they're all individual like houses almost more Mm -hmm. uh i've seen i've seen those here but what i've not seen is those with the same amenities you would typically find at like a higher end hotel like not even a mid-range hotel i don't know that i've ever stayed at a hotel that had room service even though all tv shows would make you think that all hotels have
3: room service (laughs) right
0: but yeah, the conversations that uh, the younger couple and I guess like the oldest couple because there were really like I guess like three main couples in the movie. They um they were talking about you know like yeah when the occupation was over and stuff, which really made you or at least me hit me kind of hard. It was like damn, this was like kind of right after World War Two. I just really enjoyed the whole conversations <clears> that the younger couple and the oldest couple had.
3: That was the thing that was really interesting to me. The conversation between uh i'm blanking on the name the younger dude and that really eccentric dude starting from like you know the, they were kind of racing and stuff and you know he follows him back to the motel uh parking lot and then fucking like crashes into his car and the dude just gets out and it's like oh yeah it's fine whatever let's drink to it and yeah like, okay this guy's really <laughs> was- chill about his super nice car getting fucking banged up
0: yeah I'll put he that in my notes even too give
4: a shit that he got a gun pulled on him he was <laughs> still kind of like ah it's cool we can get through this until suddenly my boy got capped (laughs) yeah the dude
0: hit his car and then was like apologized to by the guy that got hit
3: (laughs) yeah and he was just like hey let's go drink and i was like all right this guy seems cool um but yeah that was super interesting to me the like the younger dude being super like insecure about you know being a man and feeling like he has to like aspire to being a soldier and you know, he's always trying to kind of play up things like he's trying to act like he's things that he's not. And it's interesting seeing this guy who seemed like he had some experience of war. It wasn't totally clear to me. Maybe you guys got a better read of it. If the key like was a soldier at some point, or if he just was in a place that was affected by the war. It, it
4: definitely sounded to me. And I think there was actually a line that confirmed that he was at some point in time, a
3: soldier. Hm mm. Cause that was super interesting. I don't remember particularly like having that perspective of like, dude, you do not want to be involved in that, but not even being like traumatized the way we often see it portrayed. Just him being like, yeah, fuck it. Drinking's better. Like, (laughs) so it was super interesting. Like just that, that whole, like, you know, a a younger kid who's really like trying to like aspire to things to like make something of himself versus this dude who's been there and is just like, you know, By all means, do your thing, but that's not what you think it is. So it's probably not going to give you what you want. Yeah. Yeah.
4: You know, what was weird about that scene in particular to me was the fact that at first I was like, is this just a guy who's trying to be more than what he is? Or is this in a weird way? Like, you know, because the girl was kind of using it as a way, definitely from the fact that she was using the names and stuff she was. I like, it's almost like, you know, you see the scene where she's outside of the flower shop. And then she's kind of looking, and she's like, "There is Mr. Tavernier or whatever, and here's his uh, he he has all these nice things and he's so well dressed and sharp looking and mm-hmm. he used to be like, she's almost like ooing and awing over him, yeah, and then you know when all this stuff starts happening, it's almost like she's kind of like, Oh well, i'm kind of role playing out the fantasy as if I was with somebody like the the main character and At first, I was like, Okay, so is this the kid just trying to be a badass and getting Mm -hmm. something out of it or is this him kind of in a weird way buying into the daydream of like well let's you know what if i was having a because she told uh she told louise that he used to be a soldier so like is this him trying to pull more from who who our character is or is this him just trying to fit in with this older guy and feel like he's adequate and deserves to be called a man it was it was a really interesting scene because you're not quite sure which one it is or to me at least it wasn't Immediately open as to what it was that he was trying to achieve, mm-hmm. but the end goal was the same. I guess I should say, what's his motivation? The end goal did always feel like it was the same,
2: yeah. Um, now we're talking about that kid. I wanted to say something that took me out of the movie for a second where uh, that kid reminds me of Butch from Fallout 3. If you guys remember, holy him, the, shit, the tunnel snakes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same dude. Yeah. <laughs> and uh for a second I was like, oh, I just fucking bashed that guy's head in with a bat the other day. That's <laughs> weird. <fucking> <laughs> <amazing>. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't have much else to say. Just that, that that guy's from Fallout 3.
0: I think it probably is the same kid.
2: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> played played by the same guy. <laughs> like, oh, you were really good in this movie where you brooded. <laughs>
0: So one thing that kinda of threw me off for a minute was um when the younger couple were about to like commit suicide or whatever or try to commit suicide and fail. They um he the boy mentioned um we should try and escape to South America.
3: Yeah.
0: Like yeah. is that just where everyone tries to escape to no matter where you're from? How the hell are they gonna get to South America?
4: <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> like it I makes have no more clue. sense
0: for here. Mm-hmm. But in France, like they're Across the fucking ocean. <laughs> yeah,
3: that is one of the farthest places they could pick.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like why not Africa or like Asia or anywhere connected to you? <laughs> I just thought yeah. that was pretty funny. But um, yeah.
4: hold on did did he did you say South America? I thought he said South Africa.
0: <laughs> That's almost worse.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I, I, I'm not joking. I'm pretty sure I swear what he, he said says. South
0: America, but maybe I misread it. I don't know, but.
3: I, saw South I don't know America, that would but I'm not positive. Hmm. Well, hold on, let me a... just
0: rewatch the movie real quick. We'll be right back guys. But um so what are some we've kind of talked about the qualms we've had with the movie. So what are some of the scenes or anything really that you re- really enjoyed from the movie? Uh Chris, what about you?
2: Uh I'll tell you well so the one thing that really stuck with me because it made me really uncomfortable was when he had the door of the elevator open and you could just see his face through that crack. Yeah, I kept expecting him to try and squeeze through. Yeah, and my asshole was puckered that Some entire final time. final destination <laughs> shit. It was aw- I yeah. I was like, he's gonna go through and this is gonna cut his head off. <laughs> Why? Like, <laughs> but yeah, that that scene just I hate, I it was hard to watch because I just kept expecting him to do the dumb thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> What about you, Joshua? Anything really stick out to you as something you enjoyed?
3: Um, I mean, just that whole interrogation scene. Uh, once it was like, okay, cool, we're just like, we're in a room and we're just like having like, you know, dialogue and we've got like these. I thought it was really cool how they established like we've got these three different personalities. We've got the two, like we've got the detective and uh, the dude helping him out who are kind of doing like this good cup, bad cup kind of thing. Granted, there's, they're still being pretty conversational about it, which is also i think a little surprising for me just in depictions of interrogations this one was definitely on the more relaxed side um yeah which was it it was cool to see i I mean you know uh it, it played to the drama better for sure and it was interesting like man they're like letting him smoke and stuff and he can just like stand and they're not like yelling at him um but i mean the whole like the blocking the lighting the dialogue like i loved how one dude would be talking to him and the other would kind of like disappear into the background, and you could just faintly see him, but it was almost like he just disappeared into like a curtain of black, and then like he'd kind of come up again when he had yeah. something to say. Uh,
4: yeah, that was a really beautiful scene. Yeah, I loved and, all in like that. a really weird
3: good. way. It's just, it was striking, I guess would be the better word. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it really reminded me, and this is going to sound pretentious, probably just because of like the the conversation around the movie but it reminded me of some scenes from like Citizen Kane I don't know if any of you have <laughs> seen
4: that I've not seen it. but no lighting, I, I actually yeah no I, I definitely get what you're saying
0: yeah some of the lighting in that movie was very it, it was almost identical to what they did with this one with the interrogation scene
2: mmm yeah like I, I have to make this comment because it's making me laugh. That you're like, I don't want to be pretentious after you chose a 1958 French movie <laughs> to watch on the podcast. I think we've thrown pretension out the window. You can be pretentious. Please. Well, I mean it in the sense right now that like I feel like
0: Citizen Kane is the Dark Souls of movies. <laughs> what the- oh my
3: god!
0: <laughs> Just in the sense that it is constantly brought up as like. This is the uh, Citizen Kane of this. Does that make sense?
2: <laughs> for anyone i can't, I, w- I, can't I feel the about. need to argue with you, but I can't argue
3: with you either. <laughs> Somewhat me. of a gymquisition <laughs> reference.
0: <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> I just meant it in the sense that people use that movie as like the catch-all for like. Mm-hmm. I know you know man, what I'm just, like, just. I'm not comparing like, Citizen Kane to are you Dark Souls. Kidding me?
3: <laughs> I think I saw some. Are you, are are really you sure? <laughs>
0: to are you Are you sure? I mean, I got the same emotional response out of both. Exactly. I threw my there controller in rage. That's That's what I was looking for. <laughs> so, anyways, go ahead, Joshua. I didn't mean to interrupt <laughs> with Dark Souls.
3: <laughs> it's fine. I was just looking for some Citizen Kane Funko Pops. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was definitely one of the standout scenes for me, for sure. Uh, I'm trying to remember which scene it was. It, the music stands out to me more than anything. It was when the music really picked up and it, it felt like a little bit of like a... It had like elements of a chase sequence, but like it, there wasn't a chase happening. I, I'm i blinking on which scene this was. Um, but it, in any way, in any case, this is just me trying to shout out the music. Uh, while a lot yeah. of the time it was really low key, uh, it definitely felt like it struck the right balance and I really loved how it like it just set a nice kind of atmosphere for a lot of these scenes and especially for some of the wordless moments uh, you know like the ones taking place in the rain where it is just sort of like a, a long meditative walk uh, the music was a really nice touch for all of that so I, I definitely uh, w- when you pointed that out the other day in the chat you're like hey yeah Miles Davis did the score for this It's like oh shit I'm like way more interested in seeing this now so yeah, it was cool
0: yeah he really knocked it out of the park I think
4: yeah, yeah. for sure the music, that I think, the biggest thing that I loved about it was just the restraint that it showed. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot of the mu- a lot of the movie is okay with silence, and I think that's you know it kind of builds into the idea of what noir is. It's like a lot of it's kind of weird drama and slightly uncomfortable moments, and I think that choosing to have nothing sound wise and uncomfortable moments can really go a long way uh, because it almost has like an emptiness to it. But then you have like those weird, long, contemplative scenes, like when she's walking through. And of course, now it's something that's cliche and it's kind of mocked, or at least if anything, it's just. I don't mock, I think, carries a negative connotation. I think sometimes it's just referenced to and kind of done in a way that's poking a little bit of fun, but maybe in a respectful way, of where you see people being like, walking down the street and suddenly it's black and white and rain's coming down and it does a close-up to their face and you hear and you're just like, okay, yeah, there we go. And you have a weird, you know, contemplative inner dialogue. But, Mm. you know, I think if you can remove yourself from it being something that's just so, everyone knows it in culture and it gets referenced to a lot. I think if you just look at it it as like when that was probably still something that was relatively new to cinema and not so overused mm. i could see that really being really cool in like theater or upon the first time you watched it. i really think in theater it'd probably be really cool uh kind of having that collective moment with everyone in a time period where it's still so fresh
3: totally yeah and i mean for like all those tropes like i i love when something has key stylistic elements that just like any, you get a hint of any one of those things, and you just immediately can af- associate it with like whatever the trend is, whatever the style is. And like, obviously, film noir has a bunch of those from like just the being filmed in black and white to dramatic lighting and more dramatic dialogue. And yeah, as you had mentioned, a lot of the soundtrack choices being very down tempo, jazzy, soulful, kind of just like uh, feeling like there's a lot of sadness built into the music itself. <laughs> Uh, I definitely love what those things can do and I guess with a lot of this movie I felt like I, I was a little underwhelmed with the execution of it and I wanted more from them but it was a little bit of like I, I'm, I'm hoping it, it you know I'm hoping it wins me over more than it is and ultimately it was kind of just like you know it was okay but you know
4: fair yeah
0: what about you uh Brett, do you have anything standout-ish to you?
4: Uh, Well, a little bit. And and I don't know if i say in contrast, but I I, kind of touched on it already. But I really love the beginning of this movie and how it came in. Uh, To me, I really love the... (laughs) The attention to detail is really the best way I can kind of describe it as. It's like... I like the fact that they kind of show him setting up an alibi, going out of his window, putting his gloves on, pulling the gun out, uh, you know, looking over and having it to even look, it's like, oh well he's gonna put the knife against the door so that he can get it to lock behind him. It was just yeah. small detail that I was really surprised to see that long ago, I guess would be the best way to describe it. Like even something as simple as setting up the fact that she was gonna be sharpening pencils, so that's why she didn't hear the gunshot was cool to me i was like Mm -hmm. "I, i don't know why i just really appreciate that little detail being in there uh but i also like how the movie just immediately starts off in the thick of things where it's like you don't have any explanation for what's going on you have no clue why he's doing what he's doing suddenly he kills this man and you don't learn until very close to the end that it's because of course you start to get the idea from the from the you know florence because she's like i bet he didn't go through it so you're like well she at least knew what it was did that have to do with her or was it just that something that she knew was going to happen and maybe it hinged on if he didn't do it it was going to cause issues for them but when the movie finally kind of nonchalantly gives you that like oh i'm florence corolla or whatever i was like oh okay i like that they didn't like they gave it good pacing and they made it an interesting reveal without making it too big of a, of a moment for the story like a lot of movies do now where it's like when there's a twist we want to throw it in your face hard and be like bwah, bwah, bwah. i really just have appreciated the fact that it was kind of subtle and they went all along with it and it kind of changed the way that i viewed things moving forward uh in a cool way i was like oh this is interesting now it all kind of it's kind of that one little bit of information that makes all the other puzzle pieces come together hmm and I, weirdly enough, I genuinely did not guess that at all. Like I had my own little theories in my mind, but that wasn't one of them, <laughs> uh, which is, I don't know if that says about my naivety or, or I don't know. I think part of it's just being caught up in the movie. Um,
3: Got but boozled. the other thing
4: is just, yeah, the other thing I'd say is just the movie in general, i had such a fun time watching it because like you know the only other black and white movie we've watched for anyone who's been following through this is the lighthouse which was done even more so you know it was actually tried uh they they found a camera that was from the time period in which they were trying to shoot with and they went out of their way to make sure they match that and it's a striking movie in its own way but something about the way that they lit that movie and probably partially because of the way that the camera actually works um from being even much older than the camera they would have likely used for this movie um the the lighthouse seems very sh- sharp i guess in like a a noisy way where it kind of seems harsh
3: mm-hmm. and there's a
4: lot of noise on items like you know visual noise yeah where you can kind of see like a little speckles and this was really soft and clean and detailed and high contrast but not in a way that felt like it was doing it because you literally just went to your tv and bumped the contrast up which is kind of yeah. the vibe i got from the lighthouse but this was kind of like soft and smooth and a ton of detail
3: yeah while still
4: uh, like it was really interesting to, uh, to look at
0: a lot of that has to do too with this being um a criterion release even though it's on hbo max it's not like the criterion logo so they're using that scam of it i guess Mm-hmm. And they, um, Criterion does a lot to restore the, um, films and such.
4: Okay. And I'm oh, glad really? that you said that because really, I was just watching it and I've heard you speak of Criterion before, but I didn't really know what was all involved with their stuff. Oh, the burnout but, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 The ones who are going to come back and ruin Need for Speed. Uh, <laughs> whoa. Damn. Whoa. Um, but yeah i didn't know what went into that but I, the whole time i was watching this movie i was just like man this is really beautiful yeah and I, I didn't see many artifacts like i i thought of that i was like well, are we watching one that's been improved but I, I didn't see any artifacts of what you would normally find when people try and do enhancements to stuff so i didn't know how beautiful the original you know movie itself was
0: yeah i'm not 100 percent positive um exactly what they've done to this movie yeah but I've seen some YouTube videos about their process of restoring films that even ones that have been like degraded almost where you think you couldn't use them, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, so I'll post awesome that, that, that in the Discord like that so that exists, y'all can check know? it out. And then I'll post it again to the social media. So anybody listening, you know, y'all can see it as well.
4: You know, I shouldn't be surprised. My mom worked for a framing store here in town for years growing up Uh and in my teen years, they would do uh, picture restoration. So you could come in with like original pictures that were like from early 1900s. And they you'd look at them and you'd be like, there's no way they could make that work. And then they would get something and, and restore the original painting or the original picture, whichever it was, in such a way that you'd be like, I can't even tell this has ever been messed with it's a really amazing process to watch someone go through and just have a love for original pieces to just be like this needs to be restored in a way where you can never tell it wasn't this Mm. to begin with Yeah, I don't know if if
2: anyone's seen the show White Collar but I find it really interesting in that show where the main character is just so in love with art that Mm. he takes the forging so seriously that it's almost his work is almost better than the original work I think it's kind of the same here
4: I've never watched it, but I do know what you're talking about now because I have oh, another friend that told show. me that I thought was really cool.
2: I love that show. I've watched it through it like twice.
4: Hmm. Yeah, I do know what you're talking about. That is cool. Um, you know, one of the things, too, when you look at uh, – I know that Josh kept talking about the lighting in this movie, and a lot of the lighting kind of came out – like it was never just like, but it was always like, that's really interesting. Like, is this, does this look the way it looks? Because they had to try and do very weird lighting to have it show up on camera. Uh, because if I'm remembering correctly, I think Blake uh, had a little trivia piece about the lighthouse in where, in order to get the movie to look the way it did and for the details to come out, light had to be like cranked up way more than what we're used to. So it's like Willem Dafoe and, uh, Robert Pattinson are just bl- like being blinded the entire movie. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, they're actually blind now. <laughs>
4: uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, does that sound right, Blake? Is that is that a correct? Yeah,
0: that's fact. Uh, if I remember correctly, yeah, that
4: that was it. So with that in mind, I wonder if that's a real. I wonder if that's just a quality of black and white. And when you think about it, when you don't have color grades, you got to make sure you have a ton of light for the grays that are going to come from that. Mm-hmm. to be able to be tonally differed. Well, I know so,
0: Eggers also wanted it to look a very specific way as well, and plus yeah. it's a much older camera. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. wonder, too, if you know it was more so to get it the kind of black and white that he wanted, if that makes sense. Yeah.
4: yeah, it could be, but I also think it's... I think it's definitely a mixture of that. It's probably where a lot of that super harsh coloring comes from. Is just really, really bright lights and making even more stark shadows. Um, yeah, So that might be part of that. But at least in this movie, uh, a lot of the times that I was kind of looking and being like, huh, I wonder why that is the way that it is. Um, like, you know, there's a scene when he's in the elevator and he's using his lighter and he's he has it on and he flicks it open real quick to go along the lines of the elevator wall to where he can remove the piece to try and get the door open. Mm-hmm. And when he does that, Uh, Whenever he flicks his lighter up, uh, someone from clearly off screen shines like a flashlight Mm -hmm. directly at where his hand's at and where the lighter's at. Uh, is what it looks like. I can't imagine it's yeah. anything else because it's such a sudden burst in light, and it's radial, not in a way that would make sense from like a Zippo lighter, where you're going to have some obstruction from the light, uh, you know, wrapping around your hand and mm-hmm. the lighter itself. It looks like it's indirectly lit in a way that's like, well, we're just trying to. You can't. We can't capture. You know, that maybe a flame's light doesn't naturally change the scene enough, so you, to give it the effect that it's giving off light, you have to do that in post. I didn't know exactly what it was, but there was a couple of scenes like that. Even some of the top-down scenes in the car had moments where I was like, that just looks like fake lighting. Yeah. And I didn't know for sure if it was or
3: not. I definitely felt that too, but but I kind of liked it as a stylistic thing. It just felt like... I did too. For how (laughs) deep a lot of the shadows are in a lot of these sequences, I like that there can be... like, like, I'm fine with the lighting being deliberate because it still is focusing attention on something that's important in the scene and... Mm -hmm. you know it just it feels fine it didn't feel like like i was aware it was light but it wasn't like detracting from the scene
4: yes exactly how i felt and it was more of the curiosity within me of wanting to know how like how they did it and why they did it Mm -hmm. that was kind of what it was not like it was something that removed me from the scene i actually thought it looked kind of cool in a really weird way yeah Uh, like you said it kind of added to the stylistic flair whether on purpose or not um but it, it, it just immediately made my more analytical side of my brain be like, I wonder why they had to do that mm-hmm. and how exactly they did it. Um, like, you know, was it something as simple as a flashlight <laughs> or or was it more like a very over direct light that they tried to shine into a spot and and did they do that because they wanted it to look a certain way or did they do that because it was the only way to get the light to pick up? It's Stuff like that I just find interesting and it w- because it stood out not in a bad way, it, it makes me, I, I, it's almost like something I'll remember the movie more because of it because I can't think of another movie where I was looking at a light and then I was like, huh, I wonder where that light came from. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's probably about it. I mean, I don't really have much else to add.
0: Okay. I looked it up on um the Criterion website and it says it's the new 2K digital restoration of the film. Mm. Oh, cool. So I don't know exactly 2K. what that means, but there yeah, you
4: go. Yeah, I wonder what that means, too, because if they actually are talking about 2K from a resolution standpoint, then that's 1440p, and does not mean you're going to be watching it in 1440p? Right, it's just but it the original, I guess. That it would be higher resolution, and then if you were watching it on 1080p, it'd be super sampled. I don't know. That's a really good. I, I really wonder how that stuff goes. <laughs> like, how do they yeah, convert that? The way they do
0: much about that stuff either because I know a couple of the Criterion that I own, they say 4K restoration, but they're Blu-rays, so they're not 4K. So I don't mm-hmm. exactly know what all that means. But I figured I'd throw it out there for the people that do. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. And <laughs> or just
4: or if you're uh, interested, you could go look it up. Yeah, and it a little um.
3: Do what? It could be the difference between uh, like maybe the restoration itself is at 4K resolution and then just they happen to release it on a medium that isn't quite up to spec but at least the gotcha. restoration was higher spec so they'd be able to re-release it again on a better medium in the future if they wanted. Maybe okay, I'm yeah, just guessing. Sense.
0: Yeah, because Criterion, they're always upgrade. They started out on discs and then moved to DVD and then Blu-ray.
3: Is the 2K restoration like 2K games? Is going to be like a basketball tie-in? yeah it's full of microtransactions (laughs) yeah 2k
4: 2k sports is behind this remaster
3: yeah i mean as as long as i can get my league stats cross-platform then that's fine (laughs) (laughs) 2k sports it's all pixels
0: (laughs) (laughs) one thing i did look up about the soundtrack from miles davis for it it was let's see what it says here um It was not just the evocative soundtrack, but the circumstances surrounding its recording that have long since become the stuff of legend. Over the course of a single night in a rented Parisian, it's a studio in Paris, Davis and his accompanying musicians, including French pianist Renée and her last name, Er (laughs) Ert Rager, Rager. (laughs) (laughs) and American drummer Kenny Clark, completed their work on the fly. So they just
4: really? got in there and in night. a
0: single night recorded the entire bit. And if you go to the Criterion website, you can actually see a clip from their recording. It's like two minutes long. Oh,
4: hell That's yeah. That's amazing. I wonder if it was written prior or if it was written and recorded on a single night. Oh. I yeah, I'd
0: be super interested. See where that it thing. says. It says it was improvised.
4: What? That sounds like they describing just Describing the, the improvisatory
0: either, right? method he developed with the trumpeter.
4: Huh. Huh that's pretty weird in a cool way yeah, yeah that's dope as fuck if that's the case
0: i wonder if they'd already filmed and he was like watching it to like play along with it i guess
4: yes mm. that is that's how they do stuff so typically a scene it's a little different in games because games are ever evolving but basically the idea is you you know what the scene's going to be uh and even if like you know in modern <laughs> movies where there's effects to be added uh even if you don't have effects yet you know what the scene's going to do and there's like a I think there's a script that goes along, too, where you can normally see like what emotion you're trying to go for so that sure. you can tap into that. It's pretty interesting. I, I like watching how music is made for uh, content and then also how sound effects are made for content.
0: Yeah. Well, I um, don't have a whole lot more to say. I do want to ask you guys just what you thought of um, the very end of the film where she goes and she follows the boy back to the motel
4: and the huh. pictures are developed. Oh, boy, that sounded like a weird uh, (laughs) date, you know, like uh, there's going to be the old dude from To Catch a Predator (laughs) waiting in the motel room. Did you follow this boy here?
2: I'm stuck in the
4: camera.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Brett? What did you think of the ending?
4: i i actually liked it because in a weird way i kept i kept trying to figure out what they were going to do to end it to try and tie the two together and i like how in the end it's like they're both going to go to jail uh like they both kind of have their cup comeuppance for what they'd done uh and i kind of had that moment where i was waiting to see what was going to happen uh and that's that happens through her waiting to see what happens to the main character because it's like you know he did what he did and of course the idea was always to get away from it and it's like even the elevator scene almost seemed like it was like you know him having to pay for what he had done uh so when you look at all that together i like the way that it kind of brought the two uh you know the two lovers that i feel like mirrored each other in uh and have them essentially suffer the same fate before it was all said and done uh yeah but also i just really love the 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 camera work and the tone and the dialogue at that moment and it just really dove into the noir style where it's like you have the the cop there and he's like he's like oh you two come on come look at this (laughs) and then he's just like and, and one of the things i love is like not only what he says but how he says it where it's like you're lucky too you know uh if we if we wouldn't have found this out he would have you know uh, your love interest would have been dead uh and there's no way he could have gotten over it but because of this he's only going to get five years but then it turns to that melodrama of like but for you my dear Mm -hmm. 20 years minimum (laughs) (laughs) which seems Uh, disproportionate I don't know. Well, I if she was the one sense. that,
0: like, talked him into it and got him to stole, do it, I guess she could be found as, like, the conspirator or something.
4: Yeah, but he said it, it is weird because it's like, even then, he still committed the the worst action, which is Oh, for sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Five years for murders, a bit on the low side.
4: <laughs> well, ten don't... years, well, five for good behavior. Yeah. Ten
0: years,
2: a bit on the low side. <laughs> I mean, I think in... At least current American law they would both get first degree murder. Yeah, oh, they would for sure. both go to jail for Yeah. Yeah.
4: Hey, you know, my, my my French law is pretty pretty poor though, so although my nineteen fifties French law
0: is on point. Man, yes, that guy yeah. was he was right. They would have got five years.
4: <laughs> well, I'm very so. fluent in bird law, so if <laughs> you need me for bird law <laughs> I've got you covered. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but uh yeah i i thought that at the end was really i i not only like i something i don't know if it was just the actress i think that they chose a really good actress for that oh
0: she's fantastic I,
4: yeah i really liked hearing mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. monologue in the weirdest like i i liked when it was like she's just talking within her own head or even moments where it close up and she's yeah and she's just kind of monologuing out loud like in a soft whisper I don't know why, I just I bought it every time she did it. I was like, oh yeah, I get, yeah. yeah I'm into this. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so the ending being nothing but that, and then her kind of wading her hand through the pictures, and even the message of it's like, well, even if we're not together right now, and even if we won't be together in this picture, in this frozen moment in time, we're together. I just like the it kind of brought back the story that I think the movie started like you know everything in the movie kind of starts because of the murder of her husband which Mm -hmm. is because they're in love and then so much of the movie doesn't really focus on that at all I feel like yeah. Uh, I mean it it focuses on her aspect as she walks around looking for him but again you don't see much from him so it's like you have this man who had enough passion to go through and kill somebody for this woman he loved but then we just see him fucking around in an elevator (laughs) well he (laughs) did
2: look at his watch once he did and he was like oh
4: florence is waiting for me yes and then oh, of course he had his moment when he's being interrogated and he's like oh well they saw you <laughs> and then he essentially gave us the room that i did not hit her i did not, yeah. <laughs> it's bullshit. Like not it, it wasn't acted that badly but it was essentially the same thing where it's like mm-hmm. okay <laughs> yeah. i loved the uh well good for them all right did he say uh they said well they said they saw you here well i can't help that (laughs) yes that was it that
2: was it that was really funny that that seems good
4: yeah uh but i I like the ending as a whole just it it was very stylistically fitting it felt so right to end to the type of movie that was trying to be and it kind of brought the story it started with home uh i I think in a way it kind of redeems the movie weirdly enough what about you, Chris?
0: What do you think of the ending specifically?
2: <laughs> I think the ending to the movie is good. Um, I, just have, <laughs> I just have a big problem with one thing, and it's that this man committed a perfect murder and not... I, again, French law could be different. There's 0.0% chance they would have been found guilty in a court of law
4: zero percent
2: chance exactly there's literally no evidence they don't even have the rope because that fucking random girl took it so this woman obviously like they don't have time to get their story straight or whatever but she just gets sad and sentences them both to jail she could have been like i don't know the fuck you're talking about and the cops go okay you can go yeah yeah (laughs) because outside of the fact that they were hugging in a picture that had nothing
4: to do yeah right all she did at that point was lie about how much she knew him The only way I would
2: have bought it is if there were literal pictures of his penis inside of her.
4: (laughs) I wouldn't even buy it then because it still doesn't mean that he would have killed. You know, all all of the evidence for the main guy or for the guy that they set up for the suicide. All of the evidence points towards suicide because it was a perfect crime. There is strictly the fact
2: that the door was locked would have they wouldn't even looked at it again. Yeah
0: i mean they didn't show like them getting convicted so for all we know they did get off with it you know she what
2: confessed. i mean she confessed that's the sure. thing The movie is her confession
4: so she they're going to jail can we recut uh, the end of this movie with usher's confessions <laughs> <laughs> layered over the top of this these are my confessions i think
2: i don't know i think it works because i think the movie portrays her as like a borderline insane person
4: Dude, no, when she's weaving between traffic when she's oh, just yeah. walking in between traffic and yeah. no none of them are stopping and she's I, I was like, dude, this bitch is bad. I I <laughs> wish that a car
2: had just hit her and she went rolling over the (laughs) roof because that would have been fucking hilarious and I feel like that almost would have been a better ending if he comes out and realizes that she had searched for him all night and got hit by a car and died so the murder (laughs) he just committed was for nothing I I think I would have liked that a little bit more than being sad and confessing the
4: melodrama of it all still would have worked exactly
2: oh I really need to get out of this elevator because my girlfriend is looking for me and I just murdered her husband perfectly there's no evidence I did this oh, she's dead. It would have worked better for me. Instead, she's just,
1: oh, we will be here in these moments. And then she goes to jail. I was like, what the fuck? What are you doing? Well, well I, let's uh.
4: let's hear Josh's thoughts because I, I have something that I, about the end, or not the end, but about the way I, at one point I thought it might end that I'd want to mm. talk about. But I, I don't want to move away from Josh's feeling on the actual ending.
3: I don't have much to add. Uh, I definitely agree that the ending uh was a nice bow on things like there was a while in the middle where I wasn't totally sure where they were going with it so I think the ending did a good job of you know kind of giving it that super melodramatic like you know we're we're together forever <coughs> in this frozen moment like like that that was cool um i i don't know i i can't help but feel still not the most satisfied with just like some of the carelessness on the part of like the main people yeah, I mean there's not really much more I can say on it. It's just like I I wish there had been more moments where it felt like the the problems that they were in were a little bit less self-created. But I mean, you know, overall it was still it was still cool. The the ending definitely uh salvaged it a lot and uh handled a lot of my concerns of where it was going up to that point.
4: Well, to speak on that, I do think I, I do get what you mean about the problems being things that they were kind of self, self-inflicted or, you know, but I, I guess to me, I like that aspect of the movie. I liked that All of the problems they were finding themselves in were almost direct they were all direct splinters off from the initial decision to kill the guy. It's mm-hmm. like the fact that he had to go back and try and get the, 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 the little grapple hook, the fact that he gets stuck in the elevator, the fact that she can't find him and goes walking around, it all hinges back on one decision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like that. Cause I feel like it's fitting to not only the story itself and the, the theme of, you know, like eventually getting your comeuppance, even if it's in a t- like told in a kind of twisted love tale. um, but yeah it also just felt right to the genre for me
0: you could almost say they ran into a series of unfortunate events (laughs) 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 which is our next movie the jim carrey (laughs) 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 objection your honor no
2: evidence (laughs) No, Shout I Shout um, out to
4: the Netflix adaptation of that though. The Netflix version was actually really good. I it. I need to books. finish it. I think
0: season 2. I think I started season 2 but never finished it. Yeah, it's very good. But um yeah, I really liked the movie. Uh the ending, sorry. I think it's Like have you not told us what you thought <laughs> of the movie yet? <laughs> no, the ending, my apologies. Uh, <laughs> the end. I only watched the ending actually and it was very good. <laughs>
3: Oh God! <laughs> I wait
0: to see the rest yeah. someday. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I agree that it put a nice little bow on top. I actually really liked the entire movie, so I didn't have very many qualms at all. But I didn't the first time I saw the movie. This this was my third time actually, but the first time I um I didn't see that coming at all. Like I completely forgot the conversation about the tiny camera only having a few left or whatever. Mm. and so i was like well they're gonna find all these pictures that they took that night and it's gonna that's whatever they'll get away with it but come to find out obviously they they had what three i think this time i realized she said i think there's three extras or something
3: yeah Mm -hmm. which by the way impressive fidelity on that tiny ass camera for the time (laughs) right (laughs) right 300 pictures it's wild iphone 20 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> the fact that everyone apparently
4: just had them like even the the poor flower girl who's like i wish i could live a, a nice life she's like oh yeah my friend has one of those yeah and it's like so your friend has a military grade fucking spy, spy camera, spy camera. <laughs> 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 and then the and then the, the german uh tourist or whatever like i left mine here it's like so not only did you have one (laughs) you could uh, you owned it in such a nonchalant way that you could afford to just leave it somewhere yeah
3: (laughs) (laughs) i I actually forgot um, about that that was that contributed to my feeling of just like dude is there anything this guy does think of in the moment (laughs) (laughs) so
2: can i be honest because i think it's something interesting you guys said you didn't see the ending coming and that's, that was one of the things I'm, I was trying to say with convenience that I'm now thinking about more is I thought this movie was just insanely predictable. And mm-hmm. I, it kind of shocks me that you guys didn't see it coming. Not not to like shit talk or anything. but like
4: Okay. <laughs> so that actually brings me to my thing. Not to shit talk. But you all suck. How did you not see <laughs> it coming? I, mean, you guys uh, I
2: have a galaxy brain.
4: <laughs> so I think where my thing may have come into why I didn't see that particularly being the ending um, Honestly came from the fact that I think I expected it to be a little bit more, even though I liked where they went, I think I expected it to be a little bit more daring, uh, mm-hmm. like some more modern movies. And I think I let that, not, of course, all modern movies, but there are some movies that take very big risk with their endings and do some kind of cool stuff. Uh, where I was going to get at earlier, the question I was kind of thinking is, there was a point in my thing where I was like, you know, it'd be really interesting if the reason that the name was given to this movie the way it was i know it sounds weird i was like i honestly think i would have liked this movie a a lot had they just had it to where the guy dies in the elevator (laughs) I know that sounds weird, but it's like, yeah, like any of the ways, like whatever the reason may be, it's like if he just would have essentially, even if you want to say he got trapped prisoner style in the elevator and because they found the guy dead, the whole business closed down so the building got vacant or whatever and he's just stuck in the elevator, (laughs) it's assumed that he's dead.
2: That would have been brutal, man. That that (laughs) would have
4: been brutal, but in a way that kind of felt like, oh, so he's – And maybe if they would have played a little bit more on the fact that like, he just committed this brutal act for this person, doesn't get to go see her, and instead is alone with his thoughts and harping on the fact of what he just did. Mm. And the movie doesn't really touch on that. I'm like, I'm pretty sure if you killed somebody and then you immediately afterwards were alone by yourself for hours upon hours, I don't know how you could escape the mental anguish that's going to come with that it's like you know if you can go see the person you did it for then you can kind of have a justification of why you did it and you can try and go through it that way but instead we just see a man who did something terrible and here he is in this elevator for hours upon hours and he's not mentioned it or thought about it or said anything about it once
0: well i think if you're going to do something like that you probably don't give a shit
2: well but i i also think they address that in the beginning of the movie where him and the husband are talking about war and casualties and he's like well yeah he used to be there just has to be army and shit yeah so. i'm not i get where you're coming from because you're a yeah. normal human being but i think the <laughs> vast majority of soldiers in his you know i don't know what the right word is but like era class, i guess well i just mean like the fucking army medic isn't gonna be might not be as comfortable with killing people as a fucking navy seal you know what I mean Dr. Kavorzian was an army medic well i mean there are also <laughs> angels of death i, I don't was know what kidding. argument you're trying to if make. He was ever an Army <laughs> medic.
4: don't quote me on that so i should say that i felt like the movie set him up as someone who said like you know the, i felt like the boss was more nonchalant about death and killing people than he was he mm-hmm. seemed to be the mind of set of like hey you know uh war comes with a, with a bunch of costs you know you shouldn't you, you shouldn't shirk off what war actually can means to you know mm-hmm. to life so I, I don't know I guess I felt like they kind of set it up to where he'd be that and you don't see him do anything else monstrous throughout the movie even yeah. and, nor do you learn of things that he'd done in his past I mean I think that people like to say that a soldier has to be able to do these things but I think really a lot of times soldiers go in and don't really do much of what you think they do, or even if they do it, it doesn't mean they enjoy doing it. no and maybe I, they're more oh maybe they're more acceptable to doing it because they've had to in the past. you never know well uh, I, I also
2: uh, think that that whole scene was trying to set him up the the boss up as a villain in mm-hmm. a way so that you didn't feel bad for
4: him yeah because they didn't want to tell you why he was doing it yet so instead you're just like oh he's doing it because apparently his boss is just an evil piece of shit right (laughs) yeah
2: you know trying to not earn redemption of character i guess
4: yeah so i guess i should say that say in general that i didn't see the ending coming because i with the name being the way it was and honestly i gotta give them a shout out also for the artwork on it the artwork looks surprisingly modern and i don't know if that's just because of course i wonder what the original art looks like because we may be seeing somebody who's gone through and created new art for it but you know when you share the, the, uh, the cover art for the movie oh that was done by criterion there? okay they make I the like covers that?
0: special for each movie they do
4: well, I wonder what the original was then, because I was it looks really like when you first
0: 1950s cover. I'll post on the Discord, and um, okay. we can do it on Twitter as well for people listening.
4: Yeah, I really liked the way that it looked on here because when you shared it the other day, and I just looked it up real quick in passing, I was like, "Oh, I didn't think that this was a 1950s movie just from looking at the art," and I didn't realize it was in black and white. None of that crossed my mind until the movie was suddenly on, mm-hmm. and, or like right when I was going to click to play, it, I was like, "Oh, 1950s!" I was like, "What the hell." <laughs> <laughs> Nor did I realize it was French, because unlike the first movie you chose last week and then decided to change it, uh, (laughs) this did not carry forth a French name. This has the
0: same actress as the other one.
4: Oh, interesting. Well, it caught me off guard regardless, and uh, I, I, I guess... Again, I don't know if it was a week's worth of expectations of thinking this was going to be a newer movie. I I don't know. I don't know what it was that kind of made me think that the movie might have done... I don't want to say more, because I don't think what it did was not enough or anything. I just thought it was going to do something way different.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: I just... I don't know, man. The The second he okay so the movie played out this way for me he comes he murders the guy comes down doesn't take the thing and i'm like he's gonna forget that then he goes out to his car and he starts it and he goes back inside and i'm like that kid's gonna steal the car and then he go they steal the car and they meet up with those guys i'm like they're definitely gonna kill them you know it it, for me it was just every every story beat like happened a beat earlier for me (laughs) in my head so i guess that might be part of it for me why i don't necessarily click the same way as you guys
4: Mm -hmm. and i don't think you're wrong in that i do think that uh, like most of what you said Mm. uh i think the i think beat by beat i think it was easy to tell like a couple of moments before it was supposed to capitalize in on some things but Mm -hmm. i don't think it was easy to know where they were going to go like you know we talked about detective pikachu well before we started recording and how (laughs) (laughs) it was very obvious from pretty early in the movie what was going on the true Um, noir movie like yeah uh, the true noir Pokemon movie but no uh, it was I was actually, actually a remake I, of this movie I remember <laughs> when we were watching that movie that uh, pretty early on when they first started showing the scene of uh, or actually when they first showed that the whole thing with um, Mewtwo could transfer Constance I was like oh, okay yeah so his dad got transferred into Pikachu like way mm. before the movie tells you that, yeah. um, that that's a different thing uh, then being like, oh, here in a couple minutes he's gonna he once he gets down to the bottom of the building he's gonna see that he left that thing and he's gonna have to go back up. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. when he goes back up, that guy's gonna steal his car. All that's like quick in the moment, and I do think that that was you know predictable. But I think the overarching like bigger story hits I couldn't figure those out because at one point in time. I was actually kind of looking at the movie from the standpoint of like, it'd be really interesting if the way they do this is like kind of a weird play where this guy does this act for love and then ha- forgets this one thing, and you think it's going to go towards his demise, but instead, this couple steals his car, gets his jacket puts handprints on stuff goes and kills people and then it turns out like the kid ends up getting all the rap for the bad things he's done and it doesn't have anything that you know our our guy gets away scot free i kind of had that moment for a second so i guess i should say like the looking early on i could not figure out what i couldn't imagine what the ending was going to be 45 minutes prior do you know what i mean like i I guess
2: i i think the only thing that Really surprised me in this movie was that they each get in trouble for each other's crimes. Mm. What I th- what I yeah. thought was that this mi- like he was gonna commit the perfect murder and then go down for something he didn't do.
4: Yeah, so, and I had that thought as well. Yeah, which
2: may have been more interesting. I don't know, um, but you know, I don't know. It just. It, i get what you're saying you're right it wasn't one of those like oh he left the grappling hook up there he's gonna he's gonna get caught for the murder and so is this <laughs> other random kid but it was just they you know they introduced stuff and it was just obvious
4: yeah. yeah you know i was really bummed whenever the little girl picks up the grappling hook i was like first of all <laughs> we see it fall or uh, we see that it fell. we don't see it fall but we see that it fell. i was like are they going to actually do something with this little girl grabbing this like is this going to matter at any point no it doesn't <laughs> but if you were a
0: kid and you saw a grappling hook on the sidewalk would you not pick it up and run oh, away with it absolutely I, I would
2: okay so it makes Con- sense <laughs> convenience blake it's convenience <laughs> you'd be
4: the coolest kid on the block convenient for the kid they just got a fucking dope ass grapple hook bro the the, the
2: movie borderline says it's it's convenience because she's like it's very late why are you out here there's just a (laughs) random child in the middle of the paris streets (laughs) at night
4: that's a good point i don't know much about the youth in paris but i'm gonna imagine that that can't be common (laughs) no
2: i wouldn't let my small that is a small child she that, is be an a, orphan. that is a parent that needs to have their child removed first of all but I, I live in a safe neighborhood and I wouldn't let my child go running around it so Bro, the fact could be
4: that she may not have even had parents you insensitive jerk well kidnapping <laughs> well, didn't well, exist then back then. Oliver Twist should keep an eye <laughs> on his
2: friends I don't know what to tell you but there's no reason for there to be a small child on the street when the movie acknowledges that it's very late at night it just was like what well, maybe again, she's it's the grappling hook cleanup service
4: maybe you
3: know
2: i would know. have bought that more than a fucking <laughs> literal toddler hanging out with this woman trying to break into
1: a building
4: i know it's not going to happen but i would love a spinoff movie that comes from this of like the adventures of the little girl with a grappling hook <laughs> <laughs> like, like completely separate like we get to follow her in 1958 paris uh our France, you know and being like oh yeah i mean it was, technically it wasn't paris but you know just being like oh well what'd she do once you got a grappling hook because you give a kid a grappling hook and a whole world of possibilities come this sp- the spin-off to this movie <laughs> is bionic commando rearmed and she she, be-
2: she she loves grappling hooks so much she becomes a grappling hook
1: for her husband
4: <laughs> so she, she replaces her arm with a grappling hook that's all it is uh but you know what would have been more funny it, it would have been in a really dark way what if the ending for the movie would have been that because she picked up the grappling hook and then they see her with a grappling hook and they can tell that it was looped around the pole and I her handprints are so- on it. <laughs> the kid goes to jail for the murder of the guy. Uh-oh.
0: <laughs> Boy, that Every was a funny I joke. We <laughs> What's happening?
1: Stop doing this to me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, when you disconnected earlier, you said a joke, so I was going to try to bring it in.
1: <laughs> there was never a
4: stop. Wait, what did I say? <laughs> I don't remember, but now I can't stop laughing, so I didn't we were, talk- <laughs> we were talking about the little girl going down for the crime. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, the biotic commando. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: All right, well, let's swing on into the reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> fuck
2: me. Do I have to call out that we spoiled
4: Bionic Commando rearms on the PS3? I don't think so. That Holy game's shit. like twelve years old at this point. It would
0: be really yeah. funny though if you put like a pre-recorded spoiler warning
2: for that game in the beginning of this episode. <laughs> <laughs>
4: right, Spoilers for Bionic Commando
0: Rearms.
2: <laughs> hey guys, this is Chris. Uh recording after I just wanted to let everyone know that we spoiled 2008-2008 ps3 game bionic (laughs) commando rearmed the sequel to xbla downloadable title bionic commando the remake of a very old game with the same name if you want to play that in 2020 we spoiled it the wife's in the arm can't spoil right. it again in the spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> gotta, you got to spoil the so warning, <laughs> uh, guys. This is Chris again. When I spoiled the, the the game originally, my spoiler warning for the spoiler says that the wife is in the arm. Fuck. Okay, guys. This is Chris again. I spoiled my Ana Commander rearmed in this episode. Damn.
4: <laughs> Holy shit guys just want to let you know that we are talking about star wars uh revenge of the sith and just in case you are unaware anakin does become dark oh fuck i fucked up okay oh, no. uh, anyway all right uh, so
0: how many stars out of five would you write elevator to the gallows brett
4: <laughs> <laughs> first of all i want to shout out my memory for remembering a, a fucking bionic commando reloaded uh, are rearmed, whatever you the. didn't fuck even remember the name, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember that it <laughs> came out in 2008 out to because I said it was the that I didn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but here's a here's I like, I didn't even beat the game. I knew what happened, so it's like, yeah. no, But I remember that the game came out in 2008 for some fucking weird reason because <laughs> I just said earlier it was 12 years old, and that's yeah. For the record, I actually money. made up 2008, so I'm <laughs> oh, oh. I'm pretty sure. Here, let's see. Now oh, I got right. Know bionic commando I think it was december
2: 31st 2007 actually.
4: there's a bionic commando rearmed 2
2: yes they made a sequel to the sequel hey it was released out. in
4: august of 2008 homeboy fuck yes i am a god <laughs> me too we both did it We we nailed this bitch all
0: right <laughs> nice are we gonna cut all of this or just part of it
4: no every bit I'm of this is gonna it. stay
2: in the episode <laughs> This is entire. This entire section is the spoiler warning at the beginning <laughs> of the <Yes. laughs> episode.
4: All right, you can do that. That's fine. <laughs> I, I know I can. I edit, bitch. I have all the power. <laughs> the fuck you gotta
1: do? Edit the show?
4: <laughs> I was just fucking
1: around.
2: I'm sorry.
0: All right, so I guess we should actually get into rating the movie now. <laughs> Let's clap
2: again, please don't. I'm kidding. Yeah, rate the movies. One two <laughs> 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 all right
0: anyway. all right so brett how many stars do you give elevator to the gallows uh
4: you know i think i had pretty little gripes with it and even though i don't think it's just like the most amazing movie i was really entertained the majority of the time and maybe maybe some of that was just the novelty of it being a black and white movie that was actually recorded back then considering the only one we've watched was a still a modern movie uh i'm gonna give it a four hell okay. yeah
0: what about
2: you, Chris? The
4: score. Um, I think in
2: context, my score would be a three point five.
4: Okay, cool. Out of context, what you got for me? Two. Fucking zero point
2: five. No, a solid two. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Joshua? Um,
4: as opposed to a runny one. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs>
3: a runny what brett please tell me two number two Uh, i uh i asked for that one literally um yeah so about this movie that we're talking about uh yeah i I give it a three there were parts that uh spoke to me there were parts that didn't um you know overall I, i think it succeeds at what it's trying to do. There were just a lot of spots where I wish it uh had more to say or, you know, had a little bit more compelling execution, whether in story decisions or just in, you know, I don't know, just the overall plot didn't excite me much. I, I get the premise. I just I guess I was hoping there'd be a little bit more, you know, reason for some of the stuff happening, or a little bit more like, you know, believing Let's how go. absolutely passionately like crazy about each other they were and it was kind of just like all right i guess you're telling me the, the situation so i'll go along with it
0: <laughs> yeah for sure there. um so i'm gonna be the outlier here i guess well brett was pretty up there too in the ratings but i'm gonna give it a five out of five. Oh my
3: god damn.
4: Uh, okay blake I, I i do gotta say you're you're five out of five as, as much as i uh, i love that you just love stuff your five out of five is That's quickly meaning, anyway. meaning less and less <laughs> well i'm picking
0: movies that i love so that i can discuss them <laughs> and Maybe i appreciate should, like, that? i'm not picking movies i don't like
4: i appreciate that but the, it's just as i outside looking in i could see someone being like this guy just gives a fucking five to every movie <laughs> i mean I, get, I gave this one a five months ago
0: when i watched it but i get what you're saying yeah. sure
4: yeah, no, I, I know. I'm just saying, if you were, even if you were listening in order, so many of our episodes, you've just been like, I'm gonna go ahead and give it a five.
3: <laughs> this guy's getting paid off by Criterion.
4: Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big, big movie restoration is just really floating our podcast over here. <laughs> Two hey, guys in a lab fair, somewhere, <laughs>
2: industry plants. <laughs>
0: I just went ahead and looked because I was actually curious how many I've given. I've only given five to six so far. Well, seven counting this one Mm. out of 18, (laughs) which is a lot. But again, I picked most of those and I love all the movies that I picked. So
4: Yeah. And one of them you picked and you loved it, but you had never seen it. Exactly. So, fair enough.
0: But -hmm. all right, I guess next week is Chris's turn. So what do you got oh, for us, yes. Chris?
4: Wait, wait, I think, oh. do you guys hear, I think the the Midweek Manatee phone is calling. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm hearing the phone ring.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, bon-giorno.
0: how are you?
1: I'm good. How are you doing? oh I am I am doing well I am swimming outside of the Costa Paris <laughs>
3: <laughs> who do we got on the phone here what how many striped hmm. shirts have you gotten since your trip to Paris oh I have a, I have a single one
1: just hanging on the, my my fins I do not wear shirts <laughs> I am a whale <laughs> you're a whale <laughs> oh I
4: am just manatee <laughs> I don't even. It's like a, it's like you were a, a, a Russian who visited a Middle Eastern country for a few years and then tra- <laughs> picked up an
1: accent uh, and then tried speaking French. Well, I am a nomadic creature. I do pick up everything from my environment. You sound.
4: You sound like Wato. <laughs> <laughs> That's I what mean, it is. You sound like Wano with a French, like trying to speak French.
1: <laughs> I do not speak at a Paris. I just uh, <laughs> swim here. Who? Uh, what is going on? Tell me what to say. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Midweek Manatee, uh, this week on the podcast, oh. we watched one of Blake's favorite movies, Criterion Collection uh, member, Elevator to the Gallows, and we were curious if you've oh. seen this movie before. What
1: is a, what is a gallow? <laughs> I uh, have not seen the movie. Well, it's actually, like I think... Device. Oh, you got to remember—he oh, is like torture.
4: <laughs> Manatees are primarily from the UK, so just so we can throw that out there, this movie is rather called um, "Lift to the Scaffold."
1: Ah, oh, see, see, you make sense in my native language. I do understand what you are saying.
0: Yeah, oh, the French manatee from England.
1: <laughs> Please uh, continue. I have limited time on this earth. <laughs> are you about to run out? Of, are you <laughs> to run out of minutes on your on your conch phone? Yes, I do not have a charge card, as you American would say. I just find so phone minutes, on beach. Are you uh, almost yes. out of minutes from your AC and C phone? Oh yes, I yes yes. You mm. knew you knew you you, you knew about gary at the ACNC and store trying to sell me an iphone 11
3: <laughs> dude fuck gary he's always trying to upsell you on gadgets you don't need if it ain't broke yes don't fix i it. that is what i said i told him i want a cheap phone i do not want to pay an upgrade
1: fee i just want the iphone i do not care about your 11s or your cameras
4: you should have asked him for uh, you know for the iphone uh, sr
1: Oh, I, I that's what I would have liked, but I do not have the, the the tech magazine here. The last one I found was from nineteen seventy-three. So you have uh, seen yeah. the movie. I have elevator to the sky, correct? Something <laughs> yeah. like that. Good enough. Yeah, that uh, gl- close enough. The man is in elevator, almost get crushed like a little pancake, <laughs> but he does not. Yes. <laughs> Ah, I have seen movie. At so least what? You, that part.
0: So how much Do you love the movie or do you hate the movie? Uh,
1: the, the movie is okay. It is a, a tiny bit uh, What is the word? Convenient for my taste. <laughs> but... Uh, I, I think Chris, Chris here actually agrees with you. Yeah. Yeah, I actually
2: really do agree with the manatee. He is spot on and a very intelligent man.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you, Mr. what uh,
2: Chris yes my name is chris (laughs) you should know that you call into the podcast every week call into podcast i do not understand what is podcast bro we talked to you last week you introduced yourself with a cowabunga dude and now you're just changing accents because you couldn't hold a fucking accent last week this is the same dude this is martin jeez chris you're being kind of tough on the guy he's trying yeah give him a fucking break dude look I just want consistency with the midweek matinee. You know what? Or, We're going to replace you with Martin. Well, I, I think Martin's nomadic lifestyle would make that a little difficult.
1: <laughs> and his problematic viewpoints. I don't know. He yeah, always well, finds
4: time to call in every week, though, you know? Yes,
1: I, I do make efforts for you and your, your American podcast. <laughs> you, you should be a little more grateful. I don't have to be grateful to you, you fucking whale. <laughs> <laughs> What is happening? Someone stop this. Please just end my
3: misery. I'm talking to myself! Are we just Oh my god. I hope your parents (laughs)
4: are listening through the wall. And you're like, what the fuck is Chris on?
3: (laughs)
2: <laughs>
4: I was just going to see how long you
0: were going to keep going.
2: <laughs> I had <laughs> Oh my
4: god. <laughs> I was like, man, uh... he just keeps going.
0: <laughs> so Martin, how many stars do you give it?
1: How many how many how <laughs> many fans do you give it? Uh I, I like I give it uh, two pancake. Is that good for you? No. I I have to go, man. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm fucking tired, bro. Cowabunga! <laughs> <laughs> Damn, he's so tired
3: he changed accents. Uh, we'll see I you later did not Martin. change
1: accent. I have friend with me. We move in schools like 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 fish or anchovies.
0: Kind of like whales.
1: <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That, thank whales. You. <laughs> you, you. You fought with me over me thinking I am whale. I am a whale. I hope. Okay. Okay. I was raised away. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh,
1: can we just next
4: week we're watching a movie? Can we just... <laughs> See you later, uh, Martin. Ah, goodbye, yeah. yeah, bye Martin. <laughs> Adios. I mean shit.
1: I will miss you. Angiorno. Wish I could say the same, pal. Oh, oh wow. that is that make me very upset. <laughs> I brought you croissant and striped shirt and a Mr. Mime over here. <laughs> you'll send me off into literally everything I know about the French people (laughs) (laughs) I am not a a French person us do not have borders did you bring him baguette I did I gave him a baguette and he said no I am not eating carbs I am on keto I'm like what the (laughs) fuck is keto just eat whatever food it is not a sustainable diet do not do the keto diet
4: yeah, Jesus! It, what I, is the fuck is going on, guys? <laughs> well, Wise words uh, from Martin, the Midweek Manatee. Um, I think he got disconnected, so we'll just have to check in with him next week uh, and see if he see if he gives us a call. Yeah, that fucking
2: whale is weird, bro.
4: <laughs> so, Chris, what is your movie for next week? <laughs> I don't know if we should record so late because I'm pretty sure we think everything's way funnier than it is. I'll Chris. Lines. Yes. What
0: is your movie for next week? Oh,
2: okay. So <clears throat> I have to ask: Do you guys want to watch a potentially depressing movie? Yes. Or a funny movie?
4: Hey, hey, Chris tricks you with these fucking questions. You should know this by now. I know, no, but both, I like depressing I will.
2: Movies. I will couch that with both movies are good. Depressing. Uh, oh
4: well. You know what?
2: I have to let the group choose,
4: Blake. You're not. I'm, I'm you're just not saying a...
2: depressing. So, <laughs> I'm giving so my what choice. are
4: What are our two options?
2: Depressing or funny? Depressing or funny?
4: I'm going to go with funny. Change of pace.
2: Potentially
3: depressing. Josh? I mean... Drumroll, please. I want to know what (laughs) you (laughs) consider a depressing movie. I'm really curious.
0: So you choose depressing. Billy Madison. Yes. It's really depressing that he's having to go through school again as an adult.
2: Okay, so we are going to watch... The 2015 movie starring Jason Segel and Jesse Eisenberg, The End of the Tour. Damn, I've actually never heard of that. I like both of them.
4: Yeah, I have no clue what that is. So so I should,
2: cool. I guess, just in the interest—is that the
4: funny or the depressing
2: one? Which one did we that go is with? Not a funny movie. I don't think it's a funny movie. You might oh, okay. think it's funny. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's a very depressing movie. So if you don't want to get in your that headspace, I, you know, maybe wanna don't get in your feelings. Watch it. <laughs> I'm I think watch it's it. pretty sad. I like I mean, movies. you guys have to watch it, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, we're watching the end of tour. Uh, the end of the tour. Jason siegel Jesse Eisenberg. Okay, cool, interesting casting. Both yeah, actors that I enjoy. Yeah, I, I was really
4: shocked that I liked it. it made me cry on a bus. Oh. oh yeah, dude. I only. one of those on like you're randomly watching it because it was the on like the entertainment on the round.
2: Well, no, I chose it, but I was like, "Oh, this is Jason <laughs> Siegel, It'll be funny." I'm Like, "Oh,
4: it's so real."
1: <laughs> oh no,
4: it made me sad. Anyway, all right. Well, I'm yeah,
2: really, I guess
1: really, that's really it.
4: interested to see what Martin thinks of it next week.
1: <laughs> oh, I do not know if Martin will have watched. <laughs> when did Watto get here, guys? Hey, Watto. I have always been here. Oh, I don't know who
4: Watto is. <laughs> you don't know who Watto is? <laughs> Couldn't tell you. He's the fucking weird dude from uh, from Star Wars: The Phantom Menace, who's like the slave captor Annie. for Anakin and his mom. Yeah.
2: Dude, I, I gotta be honest. I didn't like. I liked one Star Wars movie in my whole life. I didn't. Revenge even of watch the Sith. The right.
4: Movie. The
0: Force Awakens. Uh, the Last Jedi. The Rogue. The one. only good Star Wars, Wars movie Back.
2: is Empire Strikes.
0: Back Revenge of the Sith the new hope
2: i mean i already gave you the answer so you can stop making mediocre movies space baseballs is yeah better star wars movie than (laughs) eight of the nine anyway (laughs) all right take session is over
0: you want to lead us out of here buddy (laughs) (laughs)
4: all right if you want to follow this shit show of a podcast over on social media you can reach out to our facebook which is midweek matinee you can find us over on twitter at matinee underscore midweek uh where you can see all the cool things we do like sharing uh screenshots for the movies that we are watching for the week having little games that you can participate in like guessing what a movie is or polls for a different thing so head over there Look at what we have going on. Uh, if you would like to listen to more of me rambling on and being an idiot uh, who sometimes says something that was relatively okay, head over to uh, Triangle Square to PlayStation Podcast, which you can watch on YouTube in video format. Uh, we do it every week. I do it with my buddy Saul, or you can listen on podcast services. And lastly, if you would like to support the show with more than just your time, which we are ever so grateful for, you can head over to Patreon and become a patron, which gets your name shouted out at the end of every episode that we do, as well as episodes. Episodes somewhere in the ballpark of a week early but until next week this has been midweek matinee thanks guys thanks to our patrons josh Jarrell, matthew green my name is dan luke bartolomeo Sha- sean sanarud funk turkey danny villiobos cory hickerson blake Popest, kevin bacon bits shadowist stephen salazar the stonard Travis Below, Eduardo Palomino, Stefan Swanland, Constantly Kinney, Solitary Red, Chris Figgs, Brian, Donovan Williams, William Digital Spooker, Derek Porter, Josh Ayers, Brandon Edwards, Sean One Neo, Tyler Powers, El Chabib, and a couple of new ones this uh, month. We have Ally Valiant, Zach Sawyer, and Jason Clendenning, who are all new patrons. Thank you guys so much.
2: Oh my throat hurts, bro
1: Uh, are you denying
4: me? I, nope, I don't know. Nope, uh, continue. <laughs> I identify as a whale. Is that what you're about to <laughs> say? Yes, that's exactly what
2: I'm I shouldn't make that joke. Because I don't mean
4: it in the way that it would come off, so I can't make the joke. <laughs> Also dude your your fucking accent sounded like a russian <laughs> <laughs>